0: It is so great to be here. It only took us 25 minutes to get here from, we live in Morgan Hill. <laughs> but I know that's not true in traffic, right? It takes a lot longer. So it's like, wow, we got here really fast. We could come here. We could definitely come here. Um, again, I just say what my husband said, we love the Bannisters. Thank you for just being real, being faithful, yes. and being great pastors here in the city of Hollister. Uh, This is a special month for me because December is the month that I got saved, and that was like 44 years ago. And even if you've been saved for 44 years or two days or a week or something short or in between, God wants to get us from the place where we're at into the place where he wants us to be. And that is... To come into the promised land, I love the songs that you sang because a lot of them were talking about promises of God, and that's something that God has been speaking to me in my heart is just to continue to believe in his promises. And in Second Peter 1.3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. And what that says to me is that God gives us everything that we need. It is as simple as that. We can look to other things to find, ful, try to fill this heart and fulfillment, but right here it says, no, we don't look to other things because it's God who gives, a, gives us everything that we need, and that is through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious yeah. promises so that through them... You may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. When I read that the other day, it just popped out at me. Like it was like a light bulb went off in my chair. <laughs> and it said, Kathy, he said to me, Kathy, you have everything that you need through his promises. Yes. And so I wanted to start looking up what are all the promises of God? so that I can find out what it is that he wants me to have. He wants us to enter into those promises so that we can know, we can be assured that we have everything that we need. God bless you. Awesome. Thank
1: you, honey. It's uh, not only a joy to be here, but it's a joy to be married to her. She loves the Lord, and she's put up with me, and she's agreed to stay with me. Hallelujah. We got 38 years together and two sons and two beautiful uh, daughter-in-laws and four amazing grandchildren. Are there any grandparents in the house? It's a special season of life and um, they, uh, you know, you love your grandchildren and you kind of think they can do no wrong. It's that kind of love. I mean, you see that they do wrong things, but it doesn't bother you. <laughs> and I don't want to speak for the Lord in that way, but I just want you to know that God just loves you he, in, in his heart. Now, he can see your flaws and your faults. He can, and I'm not making any excuses for sin or anything else, but God has this overwhelming love for you that just looks past your faults. And he sees your heart and he loves you that way. And uh, so I'm, I'm just grateful. At the end of the message, um, Kathy and I would like to hang out and be available to pray. Now, we can't counsel, but we, we would pray with anybody who needs prayer. I think this message is going to go right to your heart. And uh, and I believe that <clears throat> the Lord is, uh, we're here in the Lord's timing. We're here um, with a word from heaven. I've never felt To be honest with you, I've never felt such a clear sense of direction in my heart Uh, coming into a pulpit. It's never been clearer. I know what the Lord wants to say, and I want to just speak from my heart some things that are uh, for you that I believe will go deep into your spirit and help you and deeply, deeply encourage you. This morning, I'm aware of a great season of transition that is on the body of Christ and a great season of transition that the world is in. And, and when I say transition, I mean painful, I mean difficult, I mean, I mean troubling things that are happening. But I also see a great birthing of what God wants to do in the earth today. And I'm excited for where God is taking us. I've never given birth being male uh, but I am married to a female and uh, she's given birth and I understand that word transition is a is a time in a process of labor where sometimes it's r- you're heading into the most painful time but also it's the time where that new life just comes bursting through. And I, I would say that if I was to try to describe where a lot of people are right now, I mean a lot of people, personally and uh, and churches and and I think even our nation really we're we're in kind of a painful time but something is about to be born hallelujah something great something something wonderful so I want to talk for a few minutes about that before I get into the message I mean I see everything that's going on internationally you see what's happening in uh, China and Hong Kong in a painful struggle for freedom we're seeing our nation in a bitter and and divisive time of uh, of of impeachment battle, and that battle affects all of us one way or another. I see not only that, but there's a tremendous spirit of deception that's in the world, and and uh, people can't quite seem to tell the difference between the truth and a lie these days. And and it's really a problem. Really, a, it's really a problem that deception is everywhere, including in the church. And I look around at our. Young people, I look at our teenagers, I go to the mall, I sit down, I just watch them. And I see where young people are at and the tremendous pressure that's on them and the things that are being fed to them here in the state of California and the uh, deceptions and the temptations and, and the hopelessness that young people feel so acutely. I look at the church and I see the church uh, in so many places not really as healthy as it needs to be. I see God moving in different places, but I see, I see the body of Christ um, sometimes asleep, sometimes not strong, sometimes not moving uh, in the right direction. And of course, we know that the church is going to be a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But we've 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 got some some places where we're ineffective and distracted and thinking about the wrong things or. All around us i I see the lost I, I see people that need the Lord and how many of you agree with me it's not okay for people to be unreached how many would agree with that that that's that is not i'm not comfortable with that i'm not comfortable with the fact that that there's still people to be reached and we've got to we 've got to reach the lost as never before the the lost for whom Christ died I believe that is On his heart, and and if I would just take a poll here today, and bring you know the season of transition down to the personal level, if I could sit down next to you and put my arm around you and ask you what's happening in your life, I'll bet you that there's some discomfort, there's some pain, and there's some moments of change, and maybe you're wrestling with uh, sickness or financial problems or circumstances, discouraging circumstances. And and as I consider all of this from everything that's going on in the nations right on down to what's happening in your chair right now that you're sitting in, it affects my heart. It touches me deeply because I know, you know, I know where the pain is. I I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to be discouraged and to feel
0: transition
1: you know to feel pressure and discomfort and they even have this thing that I've been thinking about lately called fetal distress I know isn't is Amy a, a, a is she a neonatal nurse or what kind of a nurse is she she's a, she's a nurse practitioner well is anybody here work with like are you a doula or you work in childbirthing or all right how many of you have given birth are the ladies said uh, that okay <laughs> all right so we got some expertise in this room but there's this thing called fetal distress where if the baby gets stuck or if the baby isn't moving right the heart rate of the baby and the and the stress actually you know the baby starts picking up the stress of being in that birth canal and it's a it's tough to be born I mean if we could interview a baby right if a baby could speak I'm sure they would say you know that was a little that was scary that was stressful I didn't know what was happening I suddenly All this change is going on. But one thing's for sure, when you come out uh, into that new season, you come out into that new life, I mean, you're never the same again. You don't go back ever into the womb. It's just a whole different world. And I'm just here to say to you, if you're under stress and you're under pressure and you're in pain this morning and stuff is going on and you feel that sense of distress, you know, I want you to know that God is for you. And you're going to come all the way through and you're coming into a brand new season, uh, a, a time that it, it couldn't really be called a season. It, it could be called a brand new life that God has for you. And I believe that even with all the stuff that's going on in your life and in our world and, and all around us in the news that God is about to do His greatest work. I believe that with all of my heart. I've never felt such a, such a passion for the moving of the Holy Spirit and, and hope actually rising that really we're coming into days of a tremendous outpouring. Come on, everybody say outpouring. In fact, let me just let me just come to you, Hillside. Let me just come to you as a church family. As I began to seek the Lord about what he would say to me, and I've had the strongest picture, and it was before the rains came. But I saw you standing in a place, Pastor Bruce and Dory, I saw you standing in a place with your hands lifted, and the showers of blessings just coming down on you. And, and, you know, rain is something that we need. I mean, we can't do without the rain. And you might not think from day to day, boy, I really hope it rains, because you kind of can live without rain on any given day. But boy, if you go th- very long without rain, you start to feel it. And, uh, and what I feel so strong, and if I could just prophesy right into the heart of this church, is the showers of blessing, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that God is about to do as Jesus takes center stage. I'm telling you, Jesus is taking center stage. In the church, Jesus has taken his church back. Jesus has taken the nation back. Jesus has taken the nations back. And every, to- every eye, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Come on. And I'm telling you, there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that I feel. I'm on tiptoes uh, this morning that in the last days, the Bible said he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and his sons and his daughters hallelujah just in case you're worried about whether women should be speaking and ministering his sons and his daughters will prophesy the word of God and and says that he's going to pour out a spirit on all flesh the young are going to be touched and I'm believing for that God is moving in many quarters of the church and And we and you are experiencing health and blessing and favor and good things and hope is rising in our hearts and vision is coming and passion and yeah, we've got some promises that we haven't quite inherited yet. There's still one or two promises, still one or two prophecies or more that haven't been fulfilled, but I'm telling you, we're on our way to a wonderful place and we're moving forward in the Lord and God has spoken to me. I'm just, I haven't got to my message yet. I'm just kind of talking to you out of what I feel. Is this okay? What I feel and what I sense as uh, whatever I am. Okay, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I believe and what's alive in my heart right now. That we are about to see a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I I want you to have hope I want you to hold on and not give up. I want you to understand that that there's a pathway into this, though. It's not just waiting. But God has spoken really clearly to us uh, at our church about the pathway of prayer and how God has called us to pray as never before. And how if we want to see, you know, if we want to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We want to see young people saved and we want to see the nations changed and we want to see our nation healed. Come on. We're not going to get there just standing around twiddling our thumbs saying, well, I'm sure something good will eventually happen. I believe God is calling the church to pray. I, I want to challenge every single one of you to a place of increased prayer and intercession, I don't know how much you're praying right now. And it's not always about the quantity, but it's about our hearts. And it's about the quality of our prayer. And it's about the quality of our faith and, and the quality of our agreement together. There's power when we come together in agreement. And God has called us. I mean, our church is a praying church. This church is a, is a praying church. But we cannot sit back and say, well, we're praying enough. We cannot sit back right now and say, well, you know, I'm sure we're on course for something good. I believe that God wants us to double down in the area of prayer. And I'm, I'm speaking as the pastor of Gateway, and I know what he's talking to us about. And he's talking to us about mobilizing more people in prayer, getting every generation and every person into prayer. And I'm, I'm right now uh, challenging every person in our church to join me in an increase of prayer in 2020 and that's my heart and I believe that's the heart of God I I believe we got to get to a new place in prayer and I believe we have to punch through and get a hold of God for this nation and get a hold of God for this next generation and get a hold of God for the church and the church in our cities and And the church that God has joined you to, we've got to get a hold of God because God wants to birth something fresh in the earth, and He wants to do it through us. He won't do it without us. He wants it to flow through us, this outpouring that around the world we could see people coming to Jesus as never before. How many of you would like to see something like the the Jesus movement hit the body of Christ again, or the charismatic renewal. I mean, I mean, we need something big. We don't need a little whisper. We don't need a little, you know, refreshing. Oh, that was a great service. We need service after service, prayer meeting after prayer meeting. We need a mighty rushing wind to fill the church, and we need every Christian to be activated. We need every single person in their calling. We need every single person encouraged and strong in the Lord. And that doesn't mean we won't be fighting battles or dealing with the the issues of life. We all have challenges at work and and challenges in home. And life is more complicated than ever. But I'm just telling you, I think if we go to a little bit further in prayer than we've ever been, if we just go a little bit further and cry out to God, I believe we're going to see some powerful things. And some of you are here and you're... You're asking God, Lord, what's my next step? What's my next step? And I don't, I'm not going to presume to answer that question for you, but I will tell you that you can't go wrong by doubling down in prayer. And if you're wondering, if you feel a little confused and a little lost and you need direction and you need guidance for your life, I just want to encourage you as we head into 2020, that God wants to give you 20-20 vision and he wants to open your eyes and he wants to show you. But that's not going to happen by magic or osmosis. It's going to come as you seek his face. And you put Jesus at center stage in your life. And I mean really commit your heart. Commit everything that you have to him and make Jesus Christ totally the Lord of your life. I mean, I mean there may be some things that you got away with in 2019 that, that God is going to say in 2020. You just need to, you just need to cut that out. God may just be calling you to a a place of deeper consecration and greater love and greater. But in that, God is going to fire you up as never before. And you're going to live on a totally different level. I'm prophesying to you, Hillside. There's more for you. There's more for you. And and if you're bored and if you're unchallenged, then consider yourself challenged today by this mouth. San Jose, Pastor, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to help you fall asleep. I'm here to get you fired up in the Lord. Hallelujah. The 2020 is going to be a great year. 2020 is going to be a year of moving forward. Moving forward, not being stuck in the past and not standing around where we are. God wants to move us somewhere. He wants to take us somewhere. He wants us to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. And I believe this is the kind of a church that is hungry for that. And hillside, the rain of revival is about to fall. And showers of blessings and showers of abundance. And he's connecting you to a move of his spirit. But your pathway forward is prayer. Your pathway forward is... And, and so what we're doing in San Jose, you know, we've, we've been a praying church just like you are. And, but God has challenged me to reformat prayer in our church. I'll just tell you what, what we're doing. We're starting a Friday night uh, prayer service. We've had Saturday for forever but uh, you know the participation on early Saturday morning (laughs) it's a, it's a, a little bit of a skeleton crew and God showed me a vision of of hundreds of people in prayer and I thought how would that ever happen how would we get hundreds of people praying and just through a series of supernatural prophetic moments uh, God spoke to us about the first Friday of every... I'm not talking... I'm not saying this is what you need to be doing. I'm just giving you a, an example of how we are responding uh, to this call uh, in our church, which is the first Friday of every month. And we're going to do that... Twi- and I'm, I'm, I'm currently challenging our church to come together on the first Friday of every month and fast and pray and cry out to God. Just have a, a Holy Spirit night, a, a, a night of intercession... My point is this, that we, God has something great for us, but I believe we, we need to increase our prayer in order to uh, come into it. Pastor Bruce and Pastor Dory, I clearly heard the Lord say that he has heard your prayer, that he has heard your prayer, and that he's pleased with your heart, and, uh, and that the showers of blessing is what you've been crying out for. It's like the missing element, and, 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 and you're, you're in a good place. You're happy. And you're, you know, there's nothing really out of order or out of, but you're just saying, Lord, there has to be more. There has to be more. And, and God has heard your prayer. And he's sending the showers of, of refreshing. He's sending the times of visitation because of your prayer, because you've been praying and because you've been seeking the Lord. And so I want you to position yourselves just to receive that that good thing, I saw a rain shower uh, drenching you and I saw you standing uh, at a crossroads and I saw the Lord Jesus just uh, walking you to the, in the right direction. He's gonna be your guide in this season and you're not gonna lack provision. I mean, God's, gonna, God's pouring out on you in this time and he wants you to know that you're pleased and Dory, I felt like the word of the Lord to you was that every promise is going to be fulfilled, that every promise that God made to you is going, you're coming into a a season of fulfillment. So today, my brothers and sisters, I still haven't got to my message. (laughs) Maybe I have, and I just don't realize it. But I'm I'm not here today thinking about the Black Friday sales. And if you are, I'm not, that's okay, I'm not, you know, I like a sale just like anybody else. But I'm not thinking about the NFL today, to be honest with you. Just being real. I'm not. I'm not thinking about, you know, what's going on in Hollywood and who's saying what, and you know what people said about what they sang. And I couldn't care less about that right now. Right now, my heart is on fire to see something happen in people's lives, to see people's lives change, to see the church made strong and healthy and to see the cities reached and the and the generations reached darling what's your name you you led you what is it Althea you're precious listen i'm going to tell you something you paid you paid a big price to be doing what you do you overcame a lot of stuff you overcame a lot of stuff. You've had lots of reasons to turn away from serving the Lord. You've had plenty of excuses if you were looking for excuses, but you have a, a, a heart, you know, a heart that God is going to anoint, and the anointing is going to increase in your life, and he wants you to know this isn't just like a, something that you do to help out. Your, your heart is that, but there's a real call on you to help people and to lead them in worship and lead them in prayer and even to be a voice to your generation that God's going to give you influence. You're, you're an influencer. You're, you're, a, you're a person of influence, and I see God's hand on... Is this your family? Are you, are you, are you all in one row because you're related? Is there anybody else related to this family? If, if you're in this family, you have to be sitting on that row right there. You know, your family's very special. The hand of the Lord is on your family. And this goes for each and every, each and every one of you. And uh, there are great days ahead for you. God says, I'm, I'm the fulfiller of the dream. I fulfill the dream. I give the dream and then I fulfill it. So the pressure's not on you to, you know, fulfill the dream. That's the Lord's part. And you let him do the, the heavy lifting. Hallelujah. Praise God. What was I saying? What was I saying? Everybody say, the rain is, rain is about to fall. Come on, say it like you mean it. The rain is about to fall. I really believe that. And, I, and I, it wasn't raining when the Lord uh, gave that to me. But here we are in the middle of a downpour. And I just say, I hope you're not discouraged about the rain today. Because I think it's a little bit of a sign that uh, a new season has begun. And that you're entering into a new time. Hallelujah. Will you join me in pressing in in 2020 as never before? This would be, think about it now before you answer me. Think about it. Does this resonate in your heart that we need to go after it? That we need to go get it in prayer. We need to We need to cry out to God. And I'm not saying we have to be miserable and desperate and you know, we have to change our whole, our whole life. I'm just saying wherever we're at in our prayer life that there would be more for us. How many would agree with that? And that you're willing for the Lord to teach you to pray in a different way, in a greater way. How many would join the, the movement of prayer in 2020? How many, how many would do that? I, I tell you if you'll do that you'll see things that will amaze you. Now, let me give you more of what I sense for the church and uh, for many here, and I'm just going to share a few verses here uh, today from the Bible because it's not okay if we don't read the Bible on Sunday morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Psalm 105. If you'll open your Bibles to Psalm 105, and these are just a few things that God has Quicken to me. I have a lot of really great outlines in my folder. They're amazing. They have amazing stories and clever points and all that. I'm just, I'm not going to give one to you today. I'm just going to give you the word of the Lord. Is that okay? Yeah. Psalm 105, verse 17. Father, we thank you for your anointing to just come upon yeah. the scripture. We thank you, Lord, that the same spirit that inspired these words to be written for a reason, that same spirit is in our lives right now. And Lord, you will connect these verses to every heart. And you will speak, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place and in all of our prayers and whatever is said, Lord, this morning, I pray that Jesus will be glorified and your people will be encouraged. We praise you for it. Amen. Psalm 105, verse 17 through somewhere around... uh, 21, verse 17. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters, and he was laid in irons. Until the time, everyone say the time. until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him the king sent and released him the ruler of the people let him go free there's a time of release there's a there's a time when you're in pain there's a time when you're hurt and by the way joseph is a brilliant picture of the lord jesus christ i wish sometime i could just show you all the parallels of the life of joseph but for this morning i want you to relate to joseph yourself Said that Joseph was in a time of difficulty, that he was in a time of bondage, that he was in a time of pain. He was sold off as a as a slave. He was betrayed by his brothers and, and it hurt. But then another time came. A different time. A change in time. A moment in time. Everybody say a moment. Man, I'm telling you, your life can change in a moment. You go on and on and on, and you think, man, it's never going to change. This is never going to, nothing's ever going to change for me. I'm just, I guess this is just, a, and then you come to your moment. And then everything changes. And, and that moment of release comes until the time that his word, the promise that God had made to him, the dream that God had given to him, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. You know, when we're in those hard times, it feels like the promises of God mock us. We're tempted to be cynical. Just being honest, we're human, you know, we think, well, that, you know, God couldn't have meant that for me, you know, this is a, I couldn't be further away from an answer to prayer. I couldn't feel more isolated and people would look at me and think, wow, you know, He's fine, she's fine, nobody know, but nobody knows on the inside that I feel a million miles away from where I need to be. And people will look at you maybe and say, wow, you're successful and you're doing great and you have a great family and you have all these things going for you, but you know inside you're just, you're being tested. And it's you and God and God's examining you and he's looking at you and you're saying, God, I just want this to be fulfilled It's in those times that I believe that we're looking for breakthrough. But we have to be careful when we're struggling, brothers and sisters. We have to be careful that we're not looking for breakthrough more than we're looking for Jesus. Don't seek breakthrough. Seek Jesus. Don't seek a change of your circumstances. Seek Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author And finisher of your faith, because I promise you, if you look to him, you're going to be able to finish your race. You're going to be able to endure. But there is a time when the word of the Lord tested Joseph, and then the king sent, and it came to a time of release. I'm here today to just encourage you that your time of release is not far, that God is working, that God is moving. That even in the quiet, even in the silence, even in the darkness, I think we were singing something about that today. And I said, Lord, that's your word. That's even in the quiet times, even in the darkness, God is moving. And we've got we've to understand and here we are. We come to the Christmas season. And God hadn't spoken for 400 years to his people. The last word of the Old Testament was Malachi 4, 5, and 6. That I will send to you in that day the great prophet Elijah, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the hearts of their son, lest the, the earth be consumed with an irrevocable curse. And that's, that's really not a great way to end a book. But that's how the Old Testament ended. That was the last word. And then there was quiet, there was silence for 400 years, brothers and sisters, where nobody heard the word of the Lord. Can you imagine? But God was at work. And Galatians 4.4 says, In the fullness of time, Christ was born, conceived in the body of a woman, in the fullness of time. That moment came. Don't you understand? That's the Christmas message. That moment comes. After silence and darkness and nothingness. And then Christ in his glory comes and he's born into our lives. And he gives us hope. And he gives us a way out. And he gives us redemption. And he gives us peace. And he gives us love. And he gives us a chance. After all the pain and all the sorrow, he comes through. He finally, finally comes through. The ruler of his people. Let them go. That's a prophetic picture of what Jesus, even Jesus suffered. You say, man, I don't know why. Why am I going through these hard times? I can't tell you, but I can tell you that Jesus also suffered. and That sometimes the path of suffering and the path of pain and, and hurt, you know, God in his wisdom allows things that God in his power could change. God in His wisdom allows things that God in His power could change. And sometimes we walk through those painful times, but then this is what I'm telling you. Don't you understand what I'm saying? This is the time. There's a moment where it all ends. And you break through into something new. And I'm here just to prophesy to you hillside. You're right on the edge of your moment of breakthrough. I believe that as sure as I'm standing here, that we are not heading for worse and terrible and and uh, empty and dead and dry. We're heading to a good place. Hallelujah. And the rain is coming. Now, there's one more verse that I want to share with you, and that's Galatians. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? Good, because I have no idea where I'm going. But it's... No, I actually do. Galatians, please turn in your Bibles to the 6th chapter of Galatians. Verse 7, 8, and 9. Do not be deceived. Boy, there's so much deception in the world today. People can't tell a lie from the truth these days. Be not deceived. God is is not mocked whatever a man sows that he will also reap some of you have been sowing your prayers you've been sowing your financial giving you've been sowing your acts of kindness you've been sowing in ministry been serving and helping others and keeping an open heart there are people in this room this morning that have sowed hospitality you have opened your home. You've been generous with your time. You know, and, and I know you guys have done ministry after ministry as a church. You've been open-hearted. This church has been a place of hospitality for the city. You, you have whatever the need, whatever the, whatever the issue, you've, you've said, we'll help. We'll, we'll jump in. We'll do it. We'll help people with drug problems. We'll help the homeless. We'll ha- You've got an open-hearted attitude toward this city. And that's all like seed that's going into the ground. All of it. None of it is wasted. I promise you, nothing you do for the Lord is in vain. He keeps track of every gift. He keeps track of every hour. He keeps track of every prayer. Nothing you do for the Lord is wasted. And God has not mocked whatever a man sows that he will reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. That's why we have to be careful what we're doing in life. We have to be careful about our habits and what we're allowing in and what we're entertaining. We have to be careful because all of that is, becomes a seed as well. Come on, somebody. All of that, we... We entertain the wrong seeds. And there's a... This harvesting is so real that if you, if you just let the wrong seeds live in your life, there's a harvest for that as so. well. So we have to be careful what seeds. He says, uh, of the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit Don't miss this. You want me to change? All right. Just had a moment here. Breakthrough, hallelujah. All right. Verse nine, everybody take a look at it. Tell your neighbor right now, just look at him and say, this verse is for you. Just do that right now. This verse is for you. Okay, here we go. And let us not, let us not grow weary verse 9 Galatians 6 9 let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season at God's appointed time in God's moment in God's moment hallelujah in due season never late never late Right on time. God is never late. He is always right on time. And when you sow and you give and when you pray and when you serve and when you help and when you believe and when you trust and when you hope, God says, don't give up. Don't you dare let go of that seed. Don't you dare think for a minute that god has forgotten that seed that you've sown and that prayer that you prayed in in his time in his due season we shall reap that's talking about a harvest it's talking about seed being sown we shall reap if we do not lose heart i think discouragement is one of the big tools that the enemy uses to keep us from our harvest, to keep us from believing the enemy of your hope. And I promise you, Joseph knew exactly what you're feeling as he sat in jail year 13 and all the dreams and all the desires and none of it coming to pass, all the betrayal he had, all the broken relations, Joseph had. All the people that walked out of Joseph's life. You know, most of Joseph's problems were related to his family. Did you know that? Most of his pain and most of his suffering, it wasn't really the Egyptians, although Potiphar's wife accused him of a terrible sin. And, but even that was like family because Joseph was being prospered and he was being blessed because of how, how he came in to serve Potiphar's house and and God started blessing Potiphar, and they were close, and they were... I mean, they were like family. He lived in as though He was the manager of his house. So most of Joseph's problems were with people that he was very close to. And then he found himself in jail for 14 years. So imagine after 13 years, 13 and a half years, 13 years and 11 months, and he's saying, man, this is... I'm cooked, I'm never going to get out of this. But in that 14th year, in 24 hours, because of the gift of God that was in Joseph, and they took the fetters off of him, they cleaned him up, they shaved him, they gave him new clothes, they put new oil on him, they gave him a new name. He got a totally different identity, and he emerged into a completely different season of his life. And it was the greatest time of his life. And I, I just, if I could sit down and talk and put my arm around you, this is what I would say to you. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare back up because you've got good seed in the ground. Hillside, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to every person in this room. Don't you dare give up because God is about to do his greatest work in your life. You trust him. You believe him. He's trustworthy. He'll help you. And he'll deliver you from the pain. And he'll give you a, a new identity. He'll give you a new season in your life. He'll give you a new energy, a new joy. He'll repair those broken relationships. And the very people who betrayed you and hurt you and wounded you, they'll come back and they'll say, could I be a part of your life again? I'd love to be back with and you'll say, no way, you left me when, no, no, you won't say that. <laughs> you'll say, yes, there's, there's room in my life. There's room in my life. I'd love, to, I'd love to have you back. God is about to do his greatest work. On this day, on this day as we're just a few weeks away from a brand new year, I know I'm in the will of God and I know I'm speaking the word of God to you. Will you receive it? The rain is coming. The showers of blessing to nurture the seed that you have put in the ground. And if you'll pray and not give up, if you'll pray and not take no for an answer, if you'll pray beyond the delay, if you'll pray when your mind is telling you, Stop praying. God knows already. He, he doesn't want that for you. If you'll pray and be like that widow that kept coming back to the judge, just be hard to, to, to be thrown off and pray. And pray into this new season and pray in past the fetal distress that, a, that you're feeling right now I want you to know God is for you. God is for you. And you're going to be all right. You're going to, you're going to come through the birth canal. And you're coming into a whole new... I see it so clearly.